after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. It's a podcast where we talk about commercials, we talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Long, long My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. More on that little clip in just a second. How you doing, Vives? I'm good. Long. That's been going through my head all week. You're welcome. All week. We're going to talk about that. That is a... Uh, series of Japanese commercials that little clip I played is from a series of Japanese commercials that I I don't know when they were made but they've just kind of gotten the attention of some folks over here in the states and uh, they've been making the rounds on social media and we're going to talk about that in a little bit but before we get to that and before we get to jingle time yes indeed which is what I'm calling the jingle segment now, apparently. Okay. I had a CD called Swing Time, Yes Indeed, you that sound, I listened to a lot when I was... You sound super cool. Uh, the big thing coming up today, though, Veeves, is squad time. I don't know. What are we calling it? Squad goals? That I've seems been, so on the nose. I've been calling it squad goals. Squad goals? I mean, when it, when, when it fits, it fits. You had this idea last week. You put it out there. You asked me to prep for it. Can you explain it again? Yes. Um, I thought it would be fun to figure out... If the if the characters and commercials were real people, and I, I stress characters, not just celebrities, that it would be fun to be friends with a famous mm-hmm. celebrity, but an actual character in ads. If you could pick a group of those folks and assemble your your friend team, who would you pick? Right now, how do you want to do this? Before we get into it, um, maybe we should talk about the rules a little bit. Do you want? So you you picked a, a squad. Mm-hmm. I picked a squad of people. I think I picked five people. I didn't put any. I didn't put a lot of rules on it. It seemed yeah. like, other than not picking obvious celebrities by virtue of the fact that they're in commercials, it seemed like just let have fun with it. Sure, sure. Um, but the, uh, when I ask how you want to do it, do you want to kind of go back and forth? I picked, I think, six people maybe okay. or six characters. Yeah, let's go. Do you want to go back and forth and back and forth? Okay. And, and of course, our friend Ron Upshaw was here uh, last week, so we asked him if he wanted to assemble a commercial squad. So that's squad. why there's some graffiti in our bathroom that yes. says Ron was here. Yeah. And then did you see Did you see the other one that's kind of behind the toilet? It says Ron rules with a Z. Ugh, I did. Ugh. You know, does he know we rent? Also, he doesn't rule. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get into our squads. We're going to check in with you guys, the uh, ad council. Here's some jingles. Also, I told you that I would sing you a jingle from my youth if you guys sent in some more jingles. We reached that critical mark. I think we needed three of your jingles to unlock mine. Yep. And uh, achievement unlocked. I'll be singing a jingle later on in the show. Uh, you can turn it off um, if you want to. I'm not a good singer. But before we do all that, let's uh, assemble our squads. I go out for my squad and I put that on God. Squad! All I got is my word and my word is my bond. Squad! Do you know this song? Have I already told you all about this? You, sometimes you will just randomly say that. So clearly it's been part of your world for a while. There's a song called Squaws by... Chaz French, if I'm saying his name correctly, excuse me. <clears throat> and uh, 
It is on, I think, my Madden 2017 disc. I don't think I have the newest Madden. Or no, maybe, uh, whatever. Uh, and it comes up a lot. And I just think it's that's, so funny when he goes, squad? <laughs> and it's only on Madden? That's its only? No, I think they uh, assemble, like, they make, they create, basically, playlists. I see, uh, okay. Of things that will play. It's actually, but now I can't tell. The song used to make me laugh, and now I think I just like it. But it definitely makes me smile. All right. Um, enough joking around, Genevieve. We have serious business to do. Let's get into this. Who is the first person in your squad? Mine is sort of obvious. I got to say, like, I didn't, I didn't, I said I might pick Mayhem or somebody like that. But I actually mm-hmm. just picked people that I thought, like, man, if this person were real, I would totally hang out with them. So did you also think about whether or not they would all get along with each other? I thought about it, but I didn't make that my deciding factor. Okay. Um, maybe we can figure out if they would on this show. Um I started with the most interesting man in the world. How can you not? I mean, mm. the OG original, you know, the OG most interesting man, because um, I don't care for whatever this new dude is doing. Um, but I, feel I like they've sort of already sidelined him. They yeah, turned it into more of a concept like a, than a guy. Like anymore. a joke. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or just just a concept or they have like Rob Riggle like spoofing on it. Doing meta jokes. Yeah. Right. But the original most interesting man, I think, would be an amazing guy to know. Um, this one, I've, I picked up one of the classic commercials with him and you'll hear the jokes, like all the sort of like little one liners that they do about him. But what's really appealing about it to me is like all the adventures he goes on. Mm-hmm. He like goes lobster diving and finds like, you know, he's just out there and really like making the most of his world. But this is your squad. So I feel like squad. I feel like they're taking their leads from you you're not taking your leads from them well you Maybe want, I'm wrong you about want that. people in your squad who are interesting and fun That's and true. will go on adventures with you so you're gonna go on adventures and he's got a lot of worldly experience yeah I mean he's gonna be like a great adventure partner people hang on his every word even the prepositions he could disarm you with his looks or his hands either way. That's good. He can play piano. He's running. He's stealing a fox from a fox hunt. I mean, to keep it alive. He loves animals. He's got an owl. I would love to pet an owl. Yeah, really? Yeah. I'd be scared to pet an owl. No, I would love to. Oh, they have talons. They have some pretty big talents. Well, um, I guess I'll go next. I feel like this is way too obvious, but I guess the first person in my squad would be Jared Fogle. Just joking. God. Wow, you didn't like that joke at all. No. My God, the look on your face. It was it was funny because it's the opposite. Nobody wants Jared on their squad. No. Oh, well, sorry about that joke. And if everybody out there is making the same face that Genevieve is, <laughs> my apologies to everybody. I'm actually not going to play a, a commercial from the first person of my squad because we play them all the time. And everybody knows that I'm in love with her in a non-creepy way. Uh, number one. Flow. Yeah. Flow is in my squad. I mean, I, I considered uh, putting Jamie on my squad. Oh, that would be so cool. I wanted, I was thinking about putting Flow and Jamie on the squad. Yeah. But then I thought, well, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if that was going to be breaking some rules. Maybe I'll put Flo and her little buddy Jamie on my squad. Yeah. I, why not? Let's do it. Okay. Um, I'm not going to play. We just play them all the time. So I don't think I need to uh, have any visual or audio rep. Audio? audible representation of uh, of flow but she is such a squad leader as a matter of fact i would be if she wanted to be her squad and just let me be one of her squatters 
Squatters Rights. Can we call the show Squatters Rights? Sure. <laughs> you're, you probably have a look on your face like you're just putting up with me today. Well, I don't know if you're firing on all cylinders. <laughs> I, I am. I'm, these are all my cylinders. That's all the cylinders. This okay. is all of them. Noted. Yeah. Noted. No, um, but, you know, if she wants to be the squad leader and me just be a, a member of it, that's fine, too. All right. Yeah. Uh, mad, mad respect for Flo and our squad. So who's number two on your list? Well, um, ironically, this is probably a non-obvious choice, but I picked Captain Obvious from Hotels.com. Really? Yeah. I know it seems a little odd. Like I find him annoying. Some people probably do find him annoying, and maybe his whole obvious shtick would get tiresome after oh a while. God, would, yeah. But I just like him. I just think he's a... I just find him to be an appealing character, and he seems like it'd be, he'd be kind of a fun hang. This is a tip. Thanks, Captain Obvious. And here's a tip. When you save money on hotel rooms, it's just like saving money on anything else that costs money. Like shoes, textiles, foreign investments, spatulas, bounty hunters, javelins. I, I couldn't handle him. I couldn't handle him for no? very long. Yeah, uh, I like him. He's got a nice way about him. He just seems like a nice guy. Huh. You know, he seems like a guy that would help you move your couch. Yeah, but I, well, maybe this is... You You know, you're no, you're not going on like a treasure hunting adventure with him necessarily. Right. But... You think that he's like reliable in that kind of like down and dirty friend way? Because he seems, first of all, in his... What's he dressed up as? A captain. Yeah, like a captain. You, I can't picture he's him a, moving a couch. Oh, yeah, captain, Captain Obvious. Right. Yeah. No, I think he could move a couch. Yeah, all right. All right, Captain Obvious, you're moving the couch while Genevieve and the most interesting man in the world are petting owls. Um, you know who I would put on mine? And I'm wondering if you think this one is a little weird, especially the most recent incarnation of him. But how could I not have this man on my squad? I'm talking about none other than Mr. Clean. Who leaves the shine so shiny you have to ask? Is it wet? No, it's dry. A shine so shiny you have to ask? Is it wet? No, it's dry. Who leaves the shine without streaking, without rinsing? So convincing. Is it wet? Is it dry? You know the answer, you know the guy. Mr. Clean's the man. First of all, I want to start by saying everyone in this commercial is the most tragic person there is. Wait, why? The premise of this commercial is that like all these super white couples are like, oh, no, the floor's so shiny. I can't tell the husband. Of course, the husband's like, is it wet? And the woman's like, no, it's dry. And then they show her sitting cross-legged on her wet on her dry, shiny floor, just like lovingly stroking how shiny it is. It's just... It's so banal. Like, it is, this is like, this is, you know, it crystallizes like the banality of American consumerism for me. I reject everything that you just said. First of all, <laughs> of course you do, Mr. She's not, she is not sitting cross-legged. She is stooping. She just got done cleaning the floor. She's feeling that it's dry. And you that is spoken like somebody who never in your life has cleaned a floor successfully because it's a great feeling when you finally get your your floor clean. You could eat off of it. And I would like to remind you, she is not sitting cross-legged. You're I right. have the she still sort of frame like, right she there. She is sort of like squatting down. Squat? And like, but she's still, she is lovingly stroking the floor. Yeah. 
and that makes her broke and she's she's proud of her job we see um the guy outside he must have cleaned his car with mr clean which that sounds bad for the paint but I don't yes know. uh and one thing that we didn't if you don't remember this commercial from the 80s uh, you keep seeing the the cartoon, the animated version of Mister Clean, in the reflection of the surfaces, the counters that are shine that are shiny and looking wet, the floor, the car hood. So I have a question for you: If you have to be, you're going to be friends with Mister Clean. He's in your squad. Um, what incarnation of him? Like, is he only? Is he the? Is the? Is he in your squad? But only can appear in reflective surfaces as he does in this ad. Is he the like? Is it the uncanny Mister Clean? Um, is it just a cartoon, Mr. Clean? Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's definitely not the uncanny Mr. Clean. It's mm-hmm. not this modern, sexy, butt-wagon right. Mr. Clean that we saw in the latest Super Bowl. Right. Correct. Okay. That it's makes not sense. that guy. Uh, no, and I don't want him just appearing in um, reflections. Although, I do like that his... I wouldn't say chief characteristic. I would say his chief characteristic is that he's very clean i would say his secondary chief characteristic is that he is um the strong silent type and i really like that in my squad i was thinking a lot about as we go through these i was thinking a lot about the balance you don't want a bunch of people who are all too similar Mm -hmm. um so i have some chaos agents coming up in a little bit too um but i think also having mr clean who shares my values but is also somebody who has proven to be like He's very strong, but he's willing to take a beta role, sort of, because I'm also Mr. Clean, so I don't need him kind of like getting in my way. Right. But because you're such an alpha dog, I'm an alpha cleaner and I don't need him getting in my way. But also, I know that if I if I can't clean something myself, he can jump in. I'm going to trust his job on it. I can. Is he going to trust yours, though? I mean, how do you think you live up to Mr. Clean's standards? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I absolutely do. I don't even have to think about that one. Um, And I think there were some early um, Mr. Clean commercials from like the 1960s, I think, that we played on the show that actually had him as a full-bodied, non-animated guy. And so that's what he would be like in, in my oh, okay. squad, I think. All right, so yeah. just sort of like a very fabulous sailor. A strong, silent, clean Sad, man. fabulous sailor, got it. Okay. Um, okay, this next one is... I chose it because, I, because the actress uh, is someone that I like a lot. And I understand that the person in the ad is not the actress, that the character is the, the person that's in my squad. But um, this is an actress named played by or a character played by an actress named Sarah Baker. You might recognize her. Um, she's got uh, like curly blonde hair. Um, she's kind of on the heavy side and she's often like she's in movies and TVs and she's often like sort of like the snarky friend. Um, she's a comedic actress, so she's like been in some John Oliver sketches and things like that. You probably recognize her. This is for a commercial for PetSmart, and she and her husband are kind of bickering about because he wants to like buy everything at the PetSmart store, and she's like, "Slow your roll. We don't need to buy every single thing." Um, and I just she has like a really great manner and way about her, and I just think like she would be an amazing like pal to have like I, th- I feel like we would totally get along and be great girlfriends we have very different parenting styles Fritz go get it Achoo! you can't have enough oh. I, okay I chicken. think we're good he's all about fun but yeah. I, I like a little discipline I'll just get one just in case I think you just go a little bit overboard it is a sale it is a sale yeah, so you keep going it's great food at a great price she makes such a good point thank you Lila <laughs> no problem <laughs> 
<laughs> the look she gives at the end to Lila, the supposedly helpful uh, store clerk. Yes, is, is uh, very... She gives her like some major shade. Yeah, I do recognize that actress. Yeah. Um, I can't tell from what, but I've she's sort of a yeah. that that guy, that yeah. gal. She's um, I love her voice. Yeah, she that has a distinctive voice, me. and I think she's a talented and, and funny actress. Um, but I I love the character that she plays in this Pet Smart ad. But I went looking for her because she has a real kind of, um, she has a very distinctive style, and so I knew she, I had seen her in some Reagan com- commercials. So I just like searched for Sarah Baker commercials, and that popped up. Um, yeah, I guess for some reason she doesn't feel. I mean, I guess that's a character that she's playing. Yeah, I not, guess. I mean, yeah, yeah. She's um, not really married to that dude. So let's go over your. It's probably not even a real dog. <laughs> it's probably a robot dog. Um, that dog is all CGI. Let's uh, go over your squad so far. You have the most interesting man in the world, right? That's a kind of adventure, right? And then you have Mister Obvious, Captain who, Obvious. Please, er, sorry, Captain Obvious. He served for. He served, <laughs> you know, with distinction and honor. Uh, it's, he Thank pl- you for your service, Captain Obvious. And he's your kind of down-to-earth fun chum? He's like my... He's just like my buddy. He's like okay, my... He's your buddy. You know, he's a good... He's like a good go get a drink after work kind of guy, and also I need this couch moved. God, I just really need that couch <laughs> yeah, moved. Honestly, I mean, I uh, Genevieve, somebody I, fucking. I will move my help couch. you move the couch. No, I you're not you're not helping me. I need I need Captain Obvious. <laughs> and then you have um, this lady, whatever her name is in the commercial, <laughs> that smart lady, that smart lady, and she's kind of your kind of your wisecracking sassy girlfriend. Yes, totally. Which is a role that she excels at because she is often cast as that in movies. I want to take this moment to raise something that I noticed because I saw your list of uh, squatters. Um, I don't think you've seen mine yet, but I saw yours in the show sheet. And one thing that did strike me as we were put, as I was putting these together is no people of color. And I honestly I thought about look, it. I was I was looking at because I you it know was frustrating. Aunt Jemima popped up in a lot of like kind of internet searches I was doing, and that's obviously a problematic character. Um, and then I was like, yeah, well, you know the. Uh, the person that kind of pops up the most is the Allstate guy who was from 24. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's, Dennis uh, Haysbert. And he's playing himself. You know, that that felt like a celebrity. That didn't feel like a character. That felt like a celebrity endorsement. I guess so. I, I think it's fair to say like that. Like I would say J.K. Simmons character is not J.K. Simmons. Oh, definitely. In the Hall of. In the Hall of. Insurance. insurance claims. Yeah. The Hall of Claims. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. Also, um, I was thinking about the old Spice guy, shirtless man riding a horse. Oh, I looked at a, Isaiah, uh, Mustafa, Isaiah Mustafa, yeah, Isaiah and Mustafa. I thought about him, but I was like, it just felt like, what are we going to do if we're not, you know, I mean, he's not to say that he's only good for one thing, but like, he's clearly... It's clearly sort of about one thing, you know, and I'm I'm in a relationship. I'm in an LTR. The, the thing that he's good at is, is sexual intercourse. That's what I is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. It just seems like it's sort of a sex appeal. What if he only referred to it as sexual intercourse? Would that kind of take off the, some of that The fact sexual that he calls appeal? it sexual intercourse tells me he's ready. <laughs> I uh, I thought about putting him on my squad too, except like I didn't. I also didn't want to have a token black person on my squad. I yeah, like, I, I want to be honest. I wouldn't really pick him. And also think about this: like I've already got Mister Clean on my squad. He's a pretty tall, in really good shape guy. Mm-hmm. I get Isaiah Mustafa. Right. Like what the hell am yeah, I doing? You don't gonna... surround yourself with. Then you're going to be the designated ugly fat friend. Yeah. When you're a nine, you don't surround yourself by tens. And I'm not even a nine. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> um, so yeah, that didn't really work for me. Also, while we're on the topic of this, and you were talking about your um, desire to have sexual intercourse with the old Spice guy, just <laughs> how the kids are saying it, I there are a, a few women on TV who I have uh, like kind of a crush on, and I purposely didn't. Pick. Like you, mm-hmm. you're not gonna put somebody in your squad so that you because you have a crush on them and you're gonna yeah, creep on it just them. Felt that creepy. felt really, it felt really creepy yeah. for me as well. Um, so anyway, but so. I agree. I mean, the lack of representation in in all media is uh, just as bad in commercials. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do a show about race, but I have always resisted doing it. Just the two of us, yeah. like because, and I wish you know uh, maybe when we had Phyllis on, we should have done it, but we kind of let her uh, take the lead on what she wanted to talk about. Yeah, she was talking about her commercials that she grew up with here in the Seattle area. Yeah, yeah, and of course, you know, I wanted her to talk about what she she wanted to talk about. But I I would love to have a guest on who could speak to this with a little bit more of an informed and personal perspective. Mm-hmm. And I just really hesitate to wade into waters um, without without that. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll we'll hit on that down the line. But I did just want to kind of uh, uh, mention that. Um, okay, so it's back to my um, turn. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say the kid from the Encyclopedia Britannica commercials, but it seems like my um, jokes aren't landing very well with you today. Remember me? I'm the kid that had a report to on space. <laughs> Can you imagine if being friends with this guy? Can you imagine if that guy was in your squad? Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember me? Yeah, I'm the guy from your squad. <laughs> oh, oh, no. That would be terrible. Um, so I'm going to, I, again, I'm not going to play a commercial for this one because we've played so many before and I don't think they're a really good representation audio wise of of who it is but Tumgis Tumgis the AMPM snack based character has got to be on my squad and I think of him more as as we're kind of fleshing out the squad a little bit he's my muscle yeah you know he's my I don't know if Bagman is the right Mr. word. Mr. Clean is on your squad and Tumgus is the muscle? Mr. Clean happens to have muscles. Oh, I see. But no, the role of Mr. Clean on my squad is not like kind of protection. I think Tumgus okay. is kind of my protection, my my guy, right? Okay. Your goon? I, I don't like the word goon. I think goon <laughs> is an ugly word. But yeah, like he's he's kind of my protection and he he he's the one who's there. He's making me feel safe the whole time. Okay. So we have Tumgus the AMPM guy. He's kind of my right-hand man especially when it comes to kind of muscle. We have Mr. Clean because we know that he's going to get along with me really well. We share the same values. He's also going to clean things. I got flow Who's just awesome, right? She's just kind of like a guy. I think got natural leadership skills, and and I think just, up for anything. Like she's just, just going to yes. be a super fun. Like you know, I worry that you're going to slow her down. I'm worried about that too. Yeah. That's why. I mean, I started my squad from the most beta position possible, which was handing it over to Flo and saying, "Flo, if you want this to be your squad, that's fine. I can be like, like the vice principal of the squad or whatever. Sure, the number two would be." The uh, provost of the squad, <laughs> right? So, so that's who I got. I got I got Flo Tumgis and Mister Clean so far. Uh, so now we're back to you. Okay, this one is a little weird, and I almost took it off the list. If I have to, if I had to cut someone from my squad, it would be this. But Jack in the Box, Jack from Jack in the Box, is seems like a fun guy, and I also think like that dude likes to party. Yeah, he does big time and snacks. He likes to snack. He's going to provide snacks. Provide snacks. He does he like to party or is he just chill with partiers? No, I think he I think he's well he's very chill with partiers for sure 
And I think he likes to party. You think so? Yeah, I know that suit. I know he like they give him like, oh, he's a big family man. I think he's like the guy who was super fun in college and had like a crazy nickname, like you know, like the you know the Raider or whatever in college. I don't know what that was, but like, I, mm-hmm. I like a just a crazy nickname. Um, the Jackster, and then he like goes, he grows up, and he gets married, and he has a family, and he lives in the suburbs. But then like. You know, once in a while, like his family goes out of town, and then like the Jackster's back, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, we're just gonna go like multiple locations, like Jack, we're just gonna go all the night. Jack is back. Yeah, so I think that that's that dude. He um actually did have a nickname in college. Long, long. I don't know if you knew that. All right, let's take a listen to this Jack in the Box ad that you pulled. One of my competitors says you can have it your way. Really? Good luck ordering breakfast after 11 a.m. Let's talk about my way. Yeah. My way means you can order anything on the menu any time of day. That's the other thing, too. He's kind of a tough guy, right? Well, especially in this one. Is this the one where he kicks somebody's ass? He kicks no, it's the one where he ass? rips off it. So he's making fun oh, yeah. of Burger King, like mm-hmm. the, the being their slogan being have it your way. And his point is like, how was that having it your way when you can't get everything on the menu at any time? And then at the very end, you'll hear him like a ripping sound and he rips his sleeves off and he's got, and it's like the actor under the head has got like a big jacked, jack ripped arms. I guess that's how he got the name. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's a burger the for Jackster. breakfast or French toast sticks at midnight, other places won't let you do that. And hey, if I'm saying something that's not true, do something about it. Is there another one where he actually gets into a fight with Burger King, or did I just extrapolate? He definitely that from this? does get into some sort of like punch em ups <laughs> with mm-hmm. with somebody. And I mean, there have been so many of those ads. Yeah, at this point, but I feel I, like because we had him in one of our commercial mascot like yeah. punch out rounds, right? Whatever we call those. Um, yeah, spokes critter versus spokes critter. Yeah, um, and that's where you dug up all these old commercials where he gets pretty aggressive. Yeah, no, yeah. I kind of like his like. His obstreperousness. I like, you know, I kind of enjoy it. And I, he seems like a, a fun dude. I just went for fun, fun times. Well, uh, yeah, but again, I like him because he's he is going to be fun, but he's also not going to take shit. Yeah. That's what I, he's I got, think. Maybe is he's my muscle, my my consigliere or whatever you're whatever we're calling them. I Yeah, I think that's actually a good call. Uh, my next one. I don't I, I feel like you might be surprised about this one. Maybe not. Uh, my concern with this next one is that I said I was trying to have a balanced squad, and this person might feel like somebody else I've already um, talked about. But I think I want Jeeves of <laughs> Ask Jeeves fame on my squad. Here's a commercial from 1999. We see a guy. He's fly fishing in the river. He's actually standing in the river. He has a question. He asks Jeeves, who we see totally in Jeeves' uh, style, tuxedoed out holding a silver tray, uh, ready to serve, and uh, he is also standing in knee-deep water. Jeeves, what's a good fly to catch a rainbow trout on? A zug bug is a splendid choice, sir, but I prefer a Mr. Rubberleg. Introducing Jeeves, the world's first internet bubbler. Just type in your question, and he promptly finds the answer. Hey, Jeeves, what are the symptoms of hypothermia? Mental confusion, shivering, and a total loss of feeling in the legs, sir. Got a question? Ask Jeeves at ask.com. Now, I know he's another proper gentleman, not unlike, you know, Mr. Clean, I guess. Um, 
But how great would it be just to have somebody who's got the answers all the time hanging around? Yeah, that would be pretty great. Yeah, like I mean, we, you, you, you know, could literally we, Google that for you. Yeah, you, but you don't have to Google it. You're sitting at brunch, right, with mm-hmm. the whole squad, and um, uh, where where is my squad? You know where my squad is um, having brunch? Roscoe's in L.A. You oh, got a chicken big and waffles. Table. Yeah, we're chowing down on chicken and waffles, and somebody asked something obscure, right? right? Like, hey, wait, which was the first Roscoe's? Was it this one here in Pico? And, like, somebody's going to pull out their phone, but we don't have to pull out our phones. Yeah. We're just like, Jeeves, he's like, I, I think it was Pico. I don't know. Do you, do you actually know? <laughs> uh, sorry, that uh, he will confirm it. I'm telling you, me, Andrew, I think it was Pico. I don't know. But Jeeves will be like, He'll definitely P- know. It was yeah. Pico. Yes. Sir? And he'll call me, Sue? Yeah. I mean, is it going to be weird having a guy in your squad who calls you, sir? No. It's uh, totally appropriate. All right. That is the dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I see the appeal. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of a one-trick pony, but then so is Jack from Jack in the Box. Well, Jack in the Box, I think, of less is a one-trick pony, and he's just more of a kind of ride-or-die, right? I guess Like, he's, Flo is kind of my ride-or-die. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I think of him as, like, you know, it's mostly sandwiches, but, but also, I guess, you know, ride-or-die. Yeah. So you have one more in your squad. I think I got two more in mine. Who's who's up next in yours? Um. Okay, this is a an ad. I think we've actually talked about it. It's for Diet Coke. I it's not the mango diet coke girl which I looked at, but let me tell you that's interesting because I was going to pick the mango diet coke, but I thought she was on your list, so I avoided it. I didn't pick her, although she was a very close. It was very close, but my God, just try to imagine someone my age trying to keep up with someone her age. Like mm. I would be so embarrassed all the time. Like she, all the bands that she would go to and know the names of and. Like, you know, just her level, her level of cultural literacy and her ability, like her ability to use Snapchat, like would be so humiliating for me. I think you're thinking about the squad in the exact wrong way. That's what you do. You bring in people who can kind of cover for some of your weaknesses. It just felt too embarrassing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Can she be on my squad? Yeah, you take her. Yeah. Oh, wow. I've now got a seven person (laughs) slash thing squad. I don't know if Toomgis is a person. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, here's my last one. This is an ad for Diet Coke, but it's, I think, more age appropriate or just sort of more like better. It's closer to my sensibility. It's a woman who's, uh, she talks about how the, you know, the old Cokes, the Cokes that had the names on them, oh, yeah. how you should, you don't have to share your Diet Coke. And then she like markers out everybody's name and like puts her, like puts versions of like me or mine or whatever on the Diet Cokes. And she's sitting in an office. She looks like she's got her like her job and profession handled. She's wearing this awesome white blazer. She's got great like great style. She's got these great red fingernails and like a black V-neck. I want this lady to be my life coach and also my personal shopper. She's amazing. I want to talk to you today about a very real issue that's happening across the country right now. You're probably aware of the campaign Share a Coke that's currently underway. Buy a bottle for yourself, and if you see your friend's name, grab one for them, too. Can I just pause for a second and say, I didn't realize that that was the kind of basis for the names on the on the Coke cans, or that's what they were going for? Mm-hmm. That's really smart. Yeah. Don't you think they should have pushed that specific? I thought it was just like, fun, you get one with your name on it. Um, I think there was marketing around it. I mean, what they successfully did with that campaign was they came up so many people... Uh, did funny, shareable, viral photos of mm. like, 
you know, Sam and Diane, like they see a Sam and Diane, I'll take that, you know, or like, or some funny combination of names that like suggest something else. Like I saw one. Sodom and Gomorrah. (laughs) Exactly. That was a very popular one. (laughs) Um, But like I saw somebody even from your show sent you like Luke and Andrew, right? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think maybe I never gave that enough credit uh, as a as a marketing slash branding tool, mm-hmm. pretty good job. So anyway, uh, I've never seen this before, so I don't know where this is Oh, going. I thought we talked about it. Well, I don't think so. I know I've seen it before. And you know, sharing is fine for some people. But for me. I also love her anti-sharing. And for hundreds of yeah. thousands of other Diet Coke drinkers out there, it's not. Oh, that's funny. She's Now she's clicking through a bunch of tweets. And I'll bet you these could potentially be real tweets from people saying, I don't want to share. Stop telling me to share. Names should be no obstacle between you and your Diet Coke. Here are some clever examples. We have Amy. Now is mine. Just crossed out the A. And then there's Oliver. It's just Oliver. He's just a jerk. (laughs) I want you all to know that Diet Coke is fine with you keeping your Diet Coke. They just ask that if you're going to change labels, do so properly and within brand guidelines. Just a little scratchy, scratchy. She's turning Melissa into. And now this diet coke me. belongs to me. Here's one I prepared earlier. She took Oliver Let's keep- and turned it into over you. <laughs> She's got a mean streak. Yeah, and this is a long version. I think I've seen this. Cu- I've seen a shorter version of this that might have been cut up for some sort of media, other media. This is a great poll. I understand. I understand the. This attract. lady's awesome. This right? lady has got it going on. I prepared earlier. Let's keep every bottle we see this summer, because it might be someone else's name, but that Diet Coke is mine. I don't know what that last one. She's uh, putting her thumb over the first words of a name, such so as ends in. It could be, what's a name that ends in mine? Like Paramine. Paramine, yeah. <laughs> you got it. First, first try. <laughs> All right, let's. So you got a couple more. Let's go back to my uh, squad. Um, I mentioned before that I have. I, I think, believe it or not, even though I am not comfortable with chaos, I feel like. To round things out, I need a chaos agent. I need a madman. Mm-hmm. I need a, oh, you think I'm funny kind of guy. You need a mayhem. I need a mayhem, but I don't. I didn't want mayhem. <laughs> I went with annoyed. <laughs> annoyed hates hot quality pizza. He loves to make your hot pizza ice cold. <laughs> Call Domino's Pizza and avoid the noise. <laughs> We keep the cold out and all this quality in. So when you want quality pizza, hot and delicious, Domino's Pizza delivers. One call does it all. So you're dooming yourself to a life of cold pizza? Just occurred to me. Yeah. He Just seems so irritating. Me. He is irritating, but I figured I can keep him at arm's length. It never, it never occurred to me that he would fuck with my pizza. I think he will. I would feel like he's on my team. Mm, I don't think that chaos. I don't think uh, chaos agents are on. You know, they don't. I think they have no loyalty. I mean, yes, he's on your squad. He hangs out with you, but he will freeze your pizza the same as anybody else's. Don't worry about it, Donnie. He's just a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> this man is. This noid is a coward. 
you are you have raised a real concern here. I'll tell you this. If the Noid is in your squad, I am not hanging out in your squad when the Noid is around. I'm not I'm not we're not cross squad. There's no cross squad pollination when the Noid's involved. But you just I, I keep on picturing this kind of like a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like what would be a movie? Like let's say Suicide Squad. No, I, well maybe like any kind of group of people I feel like sure. you do or like Ocean's 11 is there like who who do you think is the most kind of like a uh, loose cannon in Ocean's 11 do they have a kind of a loose cannon it's probably character? the brothers that one of whom is played by Casey Affleck the Casey and Affleck. then the other one is the not Casey Affleck guy who's I, on Hawaii 50 I think I mean can't you imagine like so picture this movie it's it's about me and my squad and you got flow we all know what all these roles are and you have the noid or a noid like character you need that person and everybody like Mr. Clean's like in the corner like Mr. Clean is the opposite right mm-hmm. he's like stoic never wastes a word sure they call him Mr. Clean one time because he only says things one time yeah um you heard me <laughs> and uh and you have the noid, he's bouncing off the walls, he's acting like a jackass. Like, we know that we're going to need him bouncing off. The, like, we're going to get into some adventure where we need okay. somebody who is going to act first, think second. You know, um, I like, I like create, imagining like a caper. Yeah. Like, if you're going to, if you had to pull off a caper, what, who are, you know, who are the special skills that you need? And I feel like Mr. Clean will be sitting there in the corner, he'll be just like, enough, noid. And he'll just shut him down. Or like, he'll, or, or Tumgus will just like, Flatten the Noid for a second. The Noid is made of clay, so he'll just, like, pop back up. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, we kind of put up with him. But he's also kind of, like, put in his place a lot. And that's the balance. That's the squad balance. Okay. Anyway, I'm also very excited I mean, to... We, we both brought, you know, a, a sort of a a theory to this, uh, to to our approaches. I think it's interesting how they how they differ. It will piss me off if he freezes my pizza, though. Yeah. Which... That's not okay. And w- me and Mr. Clean and Tombgus will make sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm very excited to now have my millennial on my squad as well. The person who's, like you said, going to be good with the social media and, and, and just say any kind of technology. Um, again, if you're thinking about a caper, it's good to have something like that. So that'll be my diet, my mango diet Coke lady. Yep. Um, and I guess the last person I will mention is the that's not how it works lady. That's I not like how her. any of this works. Really that's probably the one I'm most jealous of. <laughs> you saw it on my list. Um, this is, uh, this is a commercial for insurance and it's. For uh, it's three women of a certain age, probably like uh, early sixties, maybe they're they're casted as yeah. Um, and the one there, I didn't realize until today that they're taking a direct shot at um, at Geico. One of the ladies who is behind the times thinks that she's on the Facebook tip because she's got a wall of friends and she's just taped a bunch of pictures of her friends to her living room wall, and then she brags that 15 minutes can save her money on insurance. And then my my squad, my squadron uh, lady, uh, is just getting frustrated because she knows that insurance is way better than Geico, and also, that's not how Facebook works. That's not how any of this works. Instead of mailing everyone my vacation photos, I'm saving a ton of time by posting them to my wall. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. It's so quick. It's just like my car insurance. I save 15% in just 15 minutes. I save more than that in half the time. I unfriend you. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. 
great, right? I, I love that lady. Like, and she, she needs a my, better squad anyway because she, these dimwits. Exactly. And she is our, I feel like she keeps us down to earth. Yeah. She is, um, I feel like, maybe not the intellect, but definitely, I mean, probably because of the age, I don't want to put her in a box, but maybe there might even be a slightly maternal thing going on with her. Now we have somebody younger than me mm-hmm. who's like probably young enough to be my kid. That's the Diet Coke girl. Right. And now this woman who's kind of close to old enough to be my mom. Yeah. Um, I just like the dynamics here. Oh, totally. I This was a really good choice. It made me think of two others that I wish I had included. Yeah. One is the woman who fakes her own death to join an underground boxing ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. and I can't even. I think it's also for an insurance commercial, but I can't think which one. Uh, and then I also like the grandma from the chicken tenders. Uh, like grandma I thought about used her to make. Too. She's pretty awesome. And I would, she like, I want to hang out at her retirement home with her. It looks amazing. Yeah. I thought about her too. I end up going with this woman though, because I kind of like her incredulousness. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's it. I think we have a couple of good squads. Actually, the more I talked about mine, the more excited I got, especially with the addition of Mango Diet Coke Girl. Yeah. Like, I, I'm really psyched about my squad. I'm actually, it's kind of like when you wake up from a great dream and you realize you just yeah, have to live your real. regular life again. Yeah. Like, I really want to hang out with these guys. Well, that was the fun of the exercise. I guess so. Um, we asked Ron Upshaw, who uh, joined us on the show last week, friend in real life, friend of the show, friend all around who would be in his squad. He uh, sent me this audio postcard. <laughs> <laughs> He recorded something for us at a Cairo Radio. Doing new where things he works. with the podcast medium every day. <laughs> uh, we went into the StoryCorps van, and uh, he told me who would be in his squad. True story. I haven't listened to this yet, V. If you haven't listened to this yet, so I'm interested in to hear who's in his squad and if we have any repeats. Hello, Andrew and Genevieve, and the Ad Council. It is Ron. From the Ron and Don Show. I have a, a dinner appointment tonight that I cannot make, but I would love to be here for the recording of After Your Messages. Anyways, let's get straight. <laughs> Wait, hold on. After your Wait messages. a second. Anyways, let's get straight to the squad goals uh, because I have thought about this and I want to be a part. I don't know if I if this is going to be the best one. There were so many rules we went over last week. <laughs> there was, uh, there was literally one rule. one rule and that you can't just choose... A famous actor or actress. They right. have to be playing a character. So, like, clearly a celebrity squad would be preferable to all of these, but here we go in no particular order. Uh, I would like one of the current Colonel Sanders to be in my squad. Specific, But you got to pick. Come, come on. I'm sorry I'm pausing this so much, but he better... You can't just say there's such a huge difference. And, and that's the whole point of them is they're very different. And I was thinking about them, too. You yeah. probably went through all of them I in your did, head, too, and right? I did, and Norm MacDonald was, like, on the bubble for me, but... Oh. Uh, Hubel was on the bubble mm. for me. Colonel Sanders? Hubel. To be or in no, Wriggle. Wriggle, Wriggle, Wriggle. Wriggle, Wriggle. Not Hubel, Hubel, Hubel. Preferably... The Rob Riggle one, ah, I think he's funny, but go. if he was dressed up as Colonel Sanders, that would be even better. <laughs> so uh, number one in my squad is going to be Colonel Sanders. Number two is the Geico Gecko. Hmm. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Boy, isn't that annoying? It is. But uh, I'm thinking my squad activities are probably going to be mostly in like bars in public places. And so I'm not going to be hanging out at the house with the squad. So when we're out, if you have Colonel Sanders and the Geico Gecko, A, people like funny accents. B, uh, <laughs> what? Should we examine that? 
Let's let's not unpack that. Actually, it's a hard. I'm a hard pass on uh, unpacking that one. <laughs> I'm really hoping that Ron is not just using his squad to get laid, because that seems <laughs> that, that he's like, oh, I am. Hey. I'm honestly kind of holding my breath. Here. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? I can't surround myself with a bunch of celebrity models yeah, who, are, right. who are like hawking products. So I'll just surround myself with a bunch of people who will attract people at a bar. Right. I don't know if that's where he's going, but let's take a listen. A people like funny accents b uh he doesn't take up much space and c i just think it would be hilarious <laughs> i love a non-spacing space taking up friend i choose most of my friends based on yeah, that mass so first consideration is the amount of mass and c i just think it would be hilarious to have a talking uh, gecko walking around with us in the squad and then third my third member of the squad is the uh the dog that jumps across the beds in that mattress commercial. I believe it's a uh, English bulldog. Uh, it's a super cute dog. Uh, I thought about getting a cute a dog. Pet. Oh yeah, I thought of um, McGruff. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, did. I, I, I just I, meant like an actual dog. <laughs> I want to. If I have infinite number of people, I might add McGruff because right. he's he fulfills the role of a dog, but also. I feel like is useful. But I think it's going to be very problematic for you because you're going to have exactly the same problem that the detectives in the special victims unit had, which was they're, you're going to yeah. want to be like, oh, who's a good puppy? <laughs> he hates it. Can you he imagine? He really hates it. And I won't be able to. Can I pet it? Yeah, that's you just weird. You can't pet too. people in your squad. No, I can't. I just can't scratch them behind the I mean, the you ears, could arguably right? pet Tungus before you could pet McGruff. Do you think Tungus is sticky, though? Yes, I do. Um, do you have any idea what mattress commercial with the dog jumping over the mattresses is? I do love a French bulldog, but no, I don't know which um, one. You know, so basically, a, a French bulldog. Sure. Super cute. I believe it's a uh, English bulldog. Or English bulldog. Uh, it's a super cute dog. Uh, everybody likes to have a pet in their squad. <laughs> so that would be my squad. Colonel Sanders, Rob Rogo version, uh, the Geico Gecko, and the cute dog that jumps across the bed. If he's not available, I think... Really, maybe the Budweiser dogs that are uh, jump up into the to the sleigh or the carriage. That is, those are cute dogs. Uh, the wagon, whatever it is they're pulling, that would be a nice secondary dog. But I hear Dalmatians are kind of high strung. That's a different story for a different day. There you go. That's my squad. Uh, I'll talk to you later. I'll listen to the breakdown of uh, you guys making fun of me uh, when you drop the podcast. We would See you guys. never. I think it's interesting, though, that out of his squad of only three, two of them are animals. Yes. One of which isn't even an animal that can talk. Right. Um, like, what's I, that dynamic? You have, a, you have a gecko who can talk and act like a human, then a dog just acting like a dog. Now, Who's going to eat the gecko? If you have the gecko, I think it would be super funny to also get a tiny piano, and then you can re, and you can like do the live version of that joke. Well, you know, I didn't ask for a 12-inch 12 12-inch 12 pianist. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, you didn't laugh at my jokes earlier today. <laughs> Um, okay, that's pretty That's pretty exciting. If you guys, could you let us know who's in your squad? Yeah. Uh, as Ron says, there are tons of rules. Yeah, so many rules. <laughs> so just many rules. So many rules. You can't just, you can't just pick celebrities uh, playing themselves. But aside from that, who would be in your squad? That was tons of fun, Veeves. When you uh, suggested, I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I could tell you were sort of like Well, I couldn't a little think skeptical. of any good ideas in mind. I knew Flo and Tumgus right away. And then I was like, I don't know. Like, that's I want to hang out with those guys. Uh, but then once I started getting into it, yeah, it's like, actually I'm pretty just fun. Like, yeah, I'm really into. I'm really into. And this I, squad. I got more ideas listening to yours too than, yeah. I, than I had before. 
All right. Hey, let's check out. Some you know, I thought hard about Peter Pan, by the way. It was very oh. it was very painful to um, cut. Uh, Thomas Peter. Corcosa. <laughs> Bar- Barbuska. I think, Barbuska. Uh, from my squad. But like that Peter Pan is a huge dick. Like oh, that would be a... like in the same way that the Noid would be very irritating to me. I think his his stick would go grow tired. That is the one thing about yours is I don't know. I feel like you need somebody like that, though. I mean, the good news is you do have Sarah, the Sarah Baker character. Yeah, I think so. She's kind of chaos agents here. Like Jack in the Box, I think, is more chaos than not. Sure, yeah. And everybody, you know what? Diet Coke Lady, Jack, Sarah Baker character, they all have an edge to them as well. So, So I like that. All right, let's check out some commercials in the news. Commercials in the news. All right, uh, several of you posted this to our Facebook page or sent us emails about this. I'm sorry, I don't have all the names in front of me right now, but thank you for doing so. This commercial has been making the rounds, as I mentioned up at the beginning of the show. This is a, a, a series of commercials. It's a YouTube video that's about six and a half minutes long. It's 11 commercials in total, and it is for a, um, a type of gummy. There's some debate about whether or not it's actually gum or just a chewable kind of gummy if candy. It's, is it candy or gum? It looks like gum to me. Yes, I think somebody on our Facebook page, though, who I think might live in Japan or lived in Japan... I think was saying that it's actually not gum; it's a gummy. They do call it a gummy in yeah. the in the commercial. But I was reading an article about it. Uh, not really an article, just somebody saying, "Wow, this commercial really got me." Uh, on the website theverge.com, the writer's name is Devin Maloney. Um, he refers to it as gum. I, either way, I, whatever it is, um, they have two different kinds of it. It's a sweet treat. It's a sweet, sweet treat. Um, and they have short little kinds. It's called terrible gum, or, or not terrible. T e r. Uh, rippable, rippable, maybe is what they call it. <laughs> I never thought of that. Yes. That's great. How does how does Devin put? It? I think he puts it as rippable gum, um, a rippable chewing gum is how he describes it. Um, and there are small little ones you can get in a pack, more like your traditional. And it's rippable in the sense that it's like a little. Uh, you can tear it in half, and it's like tear it in half and share it with the friend. Like uh, almost like you you tear it longwise, like string cheese. Mm-hmm, yeah, kind of like that. Um, but the small ones you can you can rip it in half and then share it or. It's about enough for one person, too. But they also have a long version of it, which is almost like a novelty item like gummy. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, bubble tape was right. yes. when, I, when we yes, were kids. Yes, bubble tape. If it is, in fact, gum, like chewing gum, bubble tape is the best way to picture it. Which I don't even know if we have any young... Uh, Listeners, but does bubble tape around anymore? That was something that was six feet of bubble gum rolled up. And I know we've talked about the a, commercials on this yeah. show at least because they had had that like 90s Terry Gilliam, Terry Gilliam style um, animation. Yeah. Um, anyway, kids, look it up. It was ter- it was it was long gum. It was <laughs> rippable, terrible gum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to call the show terrible gum. <laughs> that's what that's what my dentist always says to me. I go in there, he just looks at me and says, Terrible gums. <laughs> um Anyway, so this series of bizarre commercials, you saw it first and you sent it to me. You're like, you got to watch this one. Um, it starts off with these two characters. Uh, I guess their names are Chi Chan and her boyfriend's name is uh, Turu San. Mm-hmm. I'm probably pronouncing it. Would it be Chi Chan and Turu San? Chi Chan and Toru. Tu- San is an honorific, so it's probably okay. just Turu. But... Okay. 
And maybe Chi is, is Chan an honorific? No. Well, I don't know Anyway. That. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so I don't know anything about culture. But um, they are boyfriend-girlfriend. And as Devin Maloney writes in The Verge, um, they, uh, they, they, they're just dating. They're having a good time. Unfortunately, though, Chi Chan doesn't like to get down with the short version of the gum. I think that... Chan, Chan is a female honorific. Okay, that would make sense then. Uh, well, it turns out the fella, he's cool with the short version of the gum, but Chi Chan, she's got her eyes elsewhere. They're sitting on a park bench in the first one, I think, and he, he tears the gum, and she loves him. They make googly eyes at each other, and she goes to eat the gum, but then across the park, a guy catches her eye, and uh, he's alone, and he's got the long version of the gum. He's also he- a, a more masculine bigger guy like her boyfriend's like kind of slight uh, and and the long gum man is like more sort of butch looking i guess and he tears the long like four foot thing of yes. or maybe three foot thing of the gum and uh and that and she, uh, you know her eyes go wide and her jaw drops a little bit and that's when you hear that uh thing that i played at the beginning of the show long long Which I'm telling you, after watching 11 of these commercials over the course of seven minutes, yes. like you will spend the rest of your weekend saying long, long you man. absolutely will. Um, so most of this is not in English. Uh, so just take a listen, though. This is the one where they're sitting on the, the park bench. <laughs> what is it? She says, I love the face you make when you tear the uh, the gummy. Sakeru gummy. Her boyfriend says that man is crazy and she can't take her eyes off of that guy. Um, By the way, thank you for saying that. I don't even, did I even say the brand of it at all? It's a Sakuru. Sakuru. Right? Uh, Sakeru. Sakeru. Yeah. Um, I can't say it. Um, and it's probably like two feet long. Yeah. Looking at it here. But I it was, is long for gum. Absolutely. As these um, series of commercial, as this series of commercials go on, um, she keeps having encounters with the long, long man. At mm-hmm. one point, he is delivering something to her house. Her, her boyfriend is away and um, they have a moment. Yes. Every time she starts to get close to uh, Turusan, she she is pulled away from their burgeoning and growing relationship. Her by she's her attention is drawn to the long long man, and so as they get closer and cl- they get more. Even though she's having like she'll have conversations with her friends, like oh I know Turusan is a great guy, but. Um, the long, long man. The long, long man. But but the long, long man is a mystery man. She gets engaged to Turusan. But wait, before that happens, she straight up cheats, right? Because it gets. I think it gets pretty steamy. He's the delivery guy in one commercial, and they lock eyes, and she realizes it's him. Yeah. And then in the next commercial, Turusan finds the long gum in her bed. Yes, she pulls him in. She pulls long, long man into her apartment. Right. And it's implied that uh, intercourse, some sort of. 
Or at least gum chewing. Some crazy gum chewing is happening. Yeah. And then in the Which following makes the end, end very confusing. Yes, it does. We, then we see later on um, the boyfriend finds, like you said, the, the long gum in her bed. It seems like something was going on there. I don't know what. Um, and then. Sexual intercourse. The, her friends talk her. Her friends talk her into. The fact that you call it. <laughs> Her friends say, "No, no, no. Uh, uh, Torosan is is the right guy for you. Don't don't go straying." Oh, there's a whole thing. It's like a soap opera. She's like, I, "Yes, it's basically a soap opera told in says, eleven parts." When he catches her cheating, he says, "She says, oh, well, I'm dying, and I don't have much time. That's why I'm attracted to long things, right? Like, which they never revisit that plot point. No. I think she was just lying. Yeah, I think so. Like, I, she wants more." more length of her life. She wants a longer life, yeah. I guess, is the implication there. Um, it gets really weird. You get into, as uh, Devin Maloney writes, you get into some Donnie Darko stuff with this uh, uh, bunny mascot with long, long ears yep. in the mall. And it turns out to be the long, long man underneath that mask. Um, but then at the end, she does get married to her original boyfriend, uh, Turosan and Chichan. We see them. They're coming out of the church. They're already married. Yep. She looks... I guess happy or at least somewhat resigned to being married to Torosan. But then a long, long car mm-hmm. pulls up outside the church. And who do you think comes out? Long, long man. And for the first time, Long, Long Man speaks and he professes his love. But we realize he's not talking to Chichan. He's talking to Turosan. Yeah. And I He's don't know. He's been gay for Turosan the whole time. Gay for Turosan the whole time. And I don't know what, I don't know anything about Japanese culture. Um, but my guess would be that it's a pretty conservative place. And this seems like very transgressive. Yeah. Uh, for, for Japan. I think the whole thing wraps up with the two men kind of ending up together, right? Oh, I thought it was left sort of ambiguous because just because he's gay for Turosan doesn't mean Turosan is gay for long long man I thought Turosan comes uh, comes around at the end of this let's just uh let's just go to the uh, wedding scene here so I'll just uh start with uh the long limousine pulling up long 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 man gets out he's tearing his gum he's carrying a whole bouquet of these uh gummies Got a very long train on his tuxedo. The boyfriend looks furious that this guy's showing up. She says, I always thought you'd come. I'm sorry. Please forget about me. You understand. I'm a terrible woman. He's upset. He crushes his short gum. Since I first laid eyes on you, says tall man, long man. And he walks towards Turusan. And he gives him the sex eyes. <laughs> and then he and then we flash back to all those times that they saw Long Long Man. He he was actually there checking out Turusan, not Chichan. In this really great uh, kind of montage. And I think that's when we you know what I and I think that's when we realize we don't realize until this final commercial that it was uh, Long Long Man under the rabbit. 
outfit right. the whole time. That's yeah. like a callback from like five commercials ago. <laughs> it's really a fascinating campaign. You, you should really watch. You it should all go once. watch this video. We'll we'll of course put it on the Facebook page um, with the other ads and links. But it's totally worth just sitting through it. I thought I was going to get bored after one, and I couldn't turn it off. Okay, so now here I am at the very end again, and Long Long Man is saying to Toro-san, "We will truly understand each other," and he hands him this big bouquet of the gummy sticks. Now, Turo-san is looking back and forth between Long Long Man and his new wife, and now he says, Do you mind if I touch it? Oh, yeah. I guess they do go, kind of go for it. Yeah. Chi-chan's pretty pissed. Yeah, she's, a, she's, she, well, she's heartbroken. She's upset. Anyway, good Lord. For those who haven't seen that, that might have been the worst 10 minutes of your life. But I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I can't. I don't, real- have the, I don't have the technology to edit stuff out. <laughs> I don't, someday we may have that technology, wanted, but right now we don't. If you wanted something that was a visual medium, you are in the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, it is really fascinating. It will be on the Facebook page. Check it out there. Uh, let's check in with the Ad Council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. What's up first? Well, um, we can. I know we've got jingles, jingles to go. So why don't I just read this, um, or at least your jingle, anyway? So why don't I um, share with you this link, this uh, letter that we got from listener Robert? Okay. Um, we talked, I think, um, two episodes ago about uh, you did your um, bring in Denoise, bring in defunct restaurant chains oh, yeah. quiz. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Racks Roast Beef, which was not one that I was super familiar with. Um, Robert writes, I just listened to the episode where you discussed the former Rack's Roast Beef restaurant chain and other failed restaurants. Our family frequented Rack's when I was a kid. As I recall, it was basically the same thing as Arby's, but I think they did have a salad bar. And I remember that they also served loaded baked potatoes. Um, the salad bar, I didn't remember this, but in doing the research last week or two weeks ago, that was something that came up a lot, that Rack's was really like pushing their salad bar. Kind of finding a way to differentiate themselves. Well, something else they did was, um, he said, I remembered I used to collect game pieces from restaurant contests like McDonald's does Monopoly. Mm -hmm. I dug around in an old box of childhood mementos, and (gasps) and sure enough, I found several game pieces from a rock and roll trivia game that Rack's Roast Beef ran in the summer of 1983. The top prize was a sweet 1983 Chrysler LeBaron. Who would have guessed that a company which picked a Chrysler K car as the top <laughs> prize would not still be in business today? Well, I don't. Uh, I was a. Le- uh, I don't know why I need to go into this, but I don't think a LeBaron was a K car. Well, I wondered about that too because I thought the K car was specifically not the LeBaron, but a specific model of Chrysler. There were a couple of different K cars, and what marked them was they came out there. Chrysler was in a lot of trouble. And um, so they came out with a series of cars called the K cars that were um, incredibly affordable, right. I believe. And my, my sister had one of these. It was a, a an Aries, I think. Her oh, was wow. a Dodge Aries, and that that was her K car. I'm, I'm looking on the side now, and it ended up turning. It saved the company, right? Um, oh, it was a success. Yeah, the fact that they came out with these really cheap cars, I think. The, I think there were a lot of them on the road, but I the LeBaron wasn't them. one. I don't. Well, this is where I'm out of my, I'm out of my depth here, Donnie. Uh, I don't think so. I do see LeBaron um, what is listed it? here. Here, can I just read this from Wikipedia? Arriving on the brink of Chrysler's near certain financial collapse, the new platform had a dramatic effect. 
helping Chrysler report a profit in October of 1980 of $10 million, its first profit in two years. A plethora of K-platform body styles and a badge-engineered variant followed the original range, including the company's minivans and upscale Chrysler division models. The platform interchangeability saved production and purchasing costs. That's what Lee Iacocca's book is all oh, about, okay. right? Like um, interchangeable parts, Genevieve, just like Eli Whitney which we were talking about a lot this weekend. Uh, that silence was Genevieve rolling her eyes at me for some reason. Initially costing uh, Chrysler $1 billion over three years to develop, but only costing $50 million to generate the second group of these variants, the LeBaron and the Dodge 400. Oh, so it was a K so car. It, uh, Robert, I apologize. Yes. It absolutely was a K car, but I still found that an inter interesting... You uh, know, I have always little... heard the term K car, but I never knew the first thing about it. It was just like a... Uh, sort of a blank spot. So I'm mm -hmm. really glad to have learned that. Uh, he writes also, as a bonus find, I came across a 1990 coupon book from my uh, college years in Pullman, Washington. Mm. Uh, flipping through, I was pleasantly surprised to find two coupons for Bonanza, uh, which is another one we talked about oh, in that yeah, chain. The right. fact that these coupons went unused is a testament to how <laughs> sketchy their food must have been. Even as a poor college student, I must have realized that only paying $7.59 for two chicken fried steak dinners was likely to be a culinary bad decision. For two? Okay, I was going to say Yikes. $8 for one. Is, no, that's two. not too bad. But yeah, yeah, I guess that that is. Oh, that's really great. Great finds, Robert. Yeah, thank you I for, love thank that. You for saying that. And he sent us some uh, photos of his finds as well. Oh, nice. I'll take a look at those later. Uh, shoot, though. Do you, do you have any idea what time it is? It's jingle time. And it's a very special jingle time. It's jingle time. All right. We were getting low on some jingles. And I mentioned if you guys sent in, uh, you know, if you if you called our voicemail line at 607-444-5597 and sang us some more jingles. If you did, if three of you would do that, I would uh, sing a jingle because I don't think I've ever done that mm -hmm. i'm a really terrible singer sometimes on this show i will spontaneously break out in a bar or two um but i'm very nervous about actually setting it up but i guess we'll just get through this as yeah. fast as possible I, mean, I sing all the time i love to do karaoke mm -hmm. um i'm not the world's greatest singer but i'm comfortable singing um it doesn't like make me embarrassed but yeah you never do karaoke you don't you know you sing a lot around the house but yeah you're not a performer per se well um i will buffer this with some uh more information the company whose jingle i'm going to sing this is a jingle that's been around my i would assume my entire life or pretty close to it is for a company called uh discount drug mart which I assumed was a national company because they were ubiquitous when I was growing up. But it uh, turns out they were only in Ohio. The guy who founded Discount Drug Mart uh, died three years ago. Here's an article that I found in The Plain Dealer from uh, January 25th of 2015. His name was Parviz Bouge. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but I learned that he actually was born in Iran, came to the United States, I believe, in the, uh, I want to say... 50s. He wanted to be a doctor originally. Uh, maybe he came here in the 60s. He ended up wanting to become a pharmacist after that. He arrived. Uh, he ended up opening his first drugstore in 1969. Uh, I'm reading directly from the plain dealer here. Um, when What he opened was not the usual kind of pharmacy. Bouge's Discount Drug Mart did more than fill prescriptions and sell health and beauty supplies. Shoppers in that Illyria store could... Illyria is a place in Ohio, uh, outside Cleveland, uh, shoppers could get groceries, beer, wine, and merchandise for their home and yard. Well, that seems so common now, 
But it turns out this was kind of a groundbreaking oh, wow. thing. And I had no idea. He this kind of invented a... the modern drugstore. Well, I don't know how much his, uh, maybe other people were doing the same thing. Um, but first of all, I didn't realize that this is kind of a, a cool Im- immigrant story. Somebody coming over here, starting a little store. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, he died at, uh, age, uh, 87. 87. This was written three years ago. As of the writing of this, there were 70 store, 72 stores, all of them, uh, in Ohio and mostly in the, in the Northeast. I wonder why he never expanded beyond Ohio. I don't know, but, um, I found that to be a really, uh, a really interesting story. I see. He, uh, he was born around. He came to the United States at the age of 20, um, and his ambition was to be a doctor, and that changed to a pharmacist after he got married and had his uh, first child. Um, so anyway, I won't go into more of his detail, but uh, oh, no, th- this was a dazzling detail I wanted to share with you. Even after he retired, he would go to some of his discount drug marts and fill prescriptions. Oh, wow. Like some, like in Lakewood, Ohio. Like I used to live in Lakewood. He might have been behind the counter as the founder just like filling prescriptions because he liked doing it. Isn't that kind of cool? Yeah. Sounds like a good guy. Yeah, I, I thought this was a really cool story. So anyway, I learned all that today because for some reason, I don't know why, I, it might have been because I've been watching a lot of like montages of commercial breaks from the 80s and 90s that I'm finding on YouTube. And I must have seen a disc- Discount Drug Mart one because I have been singing, Discount Drug Mart saves you the run around. Discount Drug Mart saves you the run around. You'll find everything you need. I love it. That was my jingle. That's great. Um, and then I wanted to find some old commercials that used it. Say it was a little bit more uh, difficult than I thought it was going to be. Um, These can be hard to track down. But I did find this one. And this, so spoiler alert, this story is going to turn dark because they've messed around a little bit with the jingle. And I'm not happy about that. You know, I'm usually totally cool with change, mm-hmm. but in this particular case, for some reason, I'm not. Here is a, uh, a the original jingle at the end of this commercial, which uh, aired in 1992 around Christmas time. Shop smart, shop discount drug mart, and save on all your holiday gifts. Give a Kodak Star 335 camera that's sure to capture all the fond memories of Christmas. That woman is a... Um, that woman's name is Jan Jones, and she was a local celebrity in Cleveland. Was but she like I don't a newscaster? She was either a newscaster or maybe she did one of those evening magazines. One yeah, of those local she looks like magazines. local media. Yeah, I totally forgot about Jan Jones. I also totally forgot about Kodak Star cameras that you could get in like a, a bubble pack that would come with a roll of film and a, a cheap uh, point-and-shoot camera. The Kodak Star is a focus-free, easy-load, easy-to-use 35-millimeter camera with built-in flash. Best of all, it's discount priced along with all of your favorite Kodak film at Discount Drug Mart. Discount Drug Mart saves you the run around. You'll find everything you need. Now, they only sang uh, the build-up to that one once. Usually, it's twice. Uh, in my version, sometimes I think sing it three times. Wow. I, the rule of threes. <laughs> um, but uh, what I found when I was doing, when I wanted to, you know, when I was looking for that jingle, it took me a long time to find that version because apparently the new one, they, they've shifted the key down at the end. I found this. Uh, this is the back end of a radio commercial that aired recently. Drug Mart is a real back-to-school lifesaver. Awesome. I guess Discount Drug Mart saves you the runaround, just like the song says. Now, about those windows. What? 
you're you're pitch shifting that down, you'll find everything you need. It goes up. I'm up here. <laughs> yeah, Why are a, you going down there? I don't know. It's a travesty. It, it's it's bullshit. I knew this was going to upset you, and I'm sorry. It, it is upsetting. Um, the the jingle is so um, kind of iconic now around Cleveland. I found that what they're doing is they're they're doing commercials based on their jingle, and you'll you'll see this a lot when things become kind of indelible right like, like uh, that. they like they when Chili's had everybody singing baby back ribs yes. and things like that. And so this is like a very low budget version of that. You see a bunch of people in um in and around Cleveland standing in front of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is a very relevant institution, uh singing the jingle. Discount drug parts. Discount drug parts. You'll find everything you need. Visit us today. For now, I want to this say... This is the most Ohio thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and one of the reasons I decided to play this is it's the only thing that makes my singing not seem good, but at least normal. This normalizes <laughs> this normalizes the singing that you just heard from me. Let's get back to this commercial. Discount drug mark saves you the runaround. Discount drug mark saves you the runaround. You'll find everything you need. Oof. That's about as that's about as rough as that mall commercial boots and pants and boots boots and pants. pants. I love that one. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that was tons of fun. Thank you for indulging me, Veeves. Thank Um, you for singing your jingle. I'm glad you uh, and thank you to the Ad Council for unlocking that achievement. I'll tell you what. It was actually fun to I had no idea. I was like, okay, I got to sing a jingle. And then I just started kind of pulling on a thread this afternoon. I, I, I learned a lot. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right. That'll do it for today. Um, uh, Vives. Facebook, you want to tell people how to find us? You can find us on the Facebook group at After These Messages Show. I just today approved a new member, so thanks. Keep them coming. You can email us at After These Messages Show at Gmail. By the way, today I saw that somebody flagged somebody else's comment <gasps> as inappropriate. It was the first time as a moderator that I didn't I see never, that. I, I think I got to it first. I opened up our Facebook page what and as was a moderator, it? there was a big red line that said one comment uh, needs moderation. I looked at I think somebody just hit it accidentally. Oh, good. <laughs> it was like, like the most Our listeners are so cool. Like they, they nobody does mean stuff on our group. Somebody posted a commercial that they really like and then listener Bill I think said, "Oh yeah, I recognize that actress actor, I think or whatever. He's from People don't use actress anymore at all, right? Yeah, actor actors takes, preferred, I think. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's like that. That the actor preferred nomenclature, is, dude, is somebody. And then somebody flagged that for. Uh, I am assuming yeah, that was so just a, a slip of the wrist. I let it slide this time, Bill. <laughs> anyway, check it out. It's a fun place to be. Mark everything. You know, I'll even take that kind of drama. Just go in there and mark everything is inappropriate. <laughs> It'll. Now, do we have your attention? Call us at six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. And we have uh, email address, of course. I did it already. I know, but people, when a man talks, people listen yeah. more. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> all right. I won't repeat it. Uh, all right. Well, that's good. We're out of here, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. I feel like I'm leaving something out. This is just what we do. <laughs> You're just done talking. You're on strike. Yeah, I'm talking about wine drinkers, bald head man, clucks playing swine thinkers. What motivates you? Let's go around the room. I want to own a boat one day.